chickens are officially now off the city's list of prohibited animals. That is after a two-hour debate last night in city council. Here to tell us all about why and how that happened is Councillor Joe Mahavik. Joe, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Well, listen, it's a pleasure to have you here. Now, tell us uh, about uh, why the uh, bird is now officially off that list of prohibited animals. Well, we're really entering the modern world by doing so. There are many jurisdictions in in Canada that already allow it, including Vancouver, Brampton, Kingston, Niagara Falls for 20 years. In the United States, there are literally every city that has more than a million people allows it and has allowed it for a very long time, and of course, all over Europe. And the it uh, that you're you're talking about when you say allows it is chickens in uh, y- the ability to have chickens at your house. That's correct, in your backyard or your front yard, in uh, whatever the case uh, may may be. Uh, we have been behind the times, frankly, and mm. with, the, with this whole kind of urban agriculture movement, people want to be closer to the food that they, that they consume, and that's everything from tomatoes to lettuce to cucumbers in their backyard to community gardens to, to uh, farmers' markets that you see in many a park now. Uh, that, that says that people... People feel alienated from, from uh, frankly, the, the ground and from uh, the way their food is produced. So we have uh, been working with the Urban uh, Growers Association of uh, Toronto, and that links all the different um, farmers markets and uh, community gardens in Toronto. And they've been saying, hey, let, we, we need to do this. In fact, it's already happening. We have uh, 100 chicken complaints of loose chickens on the streets already with our bylaw people. So let's legalize it and allow people basically to put, have those hens that mm-hmm. are now in people's garages locked away so that no inspector sees them or in their basement locked away so no inspector sees them to allow them to be daylighted and then uh, to have better animal, uh, pract- animal care practices. Okay. Uh, tell us about this pilot project and how it's going to work. Yes. So it is only four wards. Uh, High Park area, Beaches area, my ward, which is Midtown, and uh, South Etobicoke. So four wards have uh, have been chosen of willing uh, councillors who who say they're going to work it and try to make a, make a good go of it. Mm-hmm. It will only be on residential property, so not if you're not in triplexes or in high rises, and it, there will be no allowance for roosters. So roosters are forbidden in this uh, in this pilot for obvious uh, kinds of uh, morning clucking reasons. Mm-hmm. Nobody um, wants a cock then, next door to them. No, that's right. And mm-hmm. so we want um, we want to also do then an evaluation at the 18-month period and the 36-month period to see how things are going and perhaps broaden or perhaps shrink it or perhaps get rid of it. We'll see how that uh, that goes. Are you not concerned that it wasn't farmed out for public consultation first? Well, we did do a consultation uh, with this with the bylaw because we, really what's happening is we have a prohibited animal list. And um, on that, of course, are like pythons and alligators and so on. And chickens were on that list. But guess what? On the other list of allowed animals was the rabbit, guinea pigs, pigeons, and, of course, cats and dogs. So uh, all that uh, the motion was was to move it from this list to that list, and that actually um, went to the public as well. There were 2,400 responses on an e- on a questionnaire that was uh, that was broadly distributed. 2,400, so it's pretty broad. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1,100 people responded uh, with what animals they thought should move from one list to the other list, and over 50 percent, 54 percent to be precise, uh, said that they wanted the chickens on the taken off the prohibited list and over to the other list. So that. 
that's one consultation. And then the next consultation at the 18-month period and the three-year period will be, okay, how did it work? So that we're really talking from lived experience rather than uh, just using our prejudices and right. uh, assumptions uh, when we do the evaluation. Okay, so you're assuming, now I'm just going to point this out. You know, earlier on in this interview, Joe, you, you said that, you know, chickens are on the loose. Are you not assuming that chickens might get on the loose again, even if they're, uh, you know, now in view of the public, like in the backyards? Because I don't know if you know this, but I don't want to quote my favorite childhood show growing up, WKRP in Cincinnati. It's about off, a bit off, but, you know, chickens like turkeys can fly. Uh, yes. Yeah, so what what this allows, what the what the shift allows, is for frankly good conversations around animal husbandry, which right now are frankly in the shadows. Mm-hmm. So there are people out there that have good expertise that come from farms that that come from other countries where where good chicken care practices are as common as could be. Uh, right now, it's not common. In fact, it's uh, people. Uh, because they're hiding it, uh, you, it's it's harder to have those conversations. So what we're saying is you got to license these uh, these animals. So you have to register. Mm-hmm. It won't be an expensive thing, but we just want to know where they are. Inspectors will be allowed to go, and they will they will along with the urban growers associations that are that are in Toronto will uh, do uh, educational. Uh, programs to help people who want to start this practice to relearn those skills that our parents or grandparents or great-grandparents have to, to learn them uh, learn them anew. So, so you know the effort. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm playing devil's advocate just because yeah, it, you, sounds you gr- it sounds great. It, like, I mean, I'm a big fan of farm fresh eggs. If I had uh, yeah. someone beside me, a neighbor, who apparently, according to this, uh, the rules regarding the pilot project, they cannot sell your eggs. But if my neighbor said, hey, Kelly, here's a dozen eggs. I got some spares. I'd be more than happy to take those eggs off their hands because I love right. fresh chicken eggs. Right. But here's Absolutely. here's the situation. You still need good fences. Now, if their chicken was flying yeah. over my fence all the time, I that might get a little bit irritating because chicken droppings are they stink. And if you don't clean up the manure, it really does reek. I don't know if you've been, uh, you know, by a chicken factory. Oh, yes. Now there's oh, a yes. lot of there's a lot of chickens there, and we're only talking about four per yard here. But if it f- piles up at all, then that coop can become unbearable, even if it's four chickens. So how are you going to make sure that these people uh, make sure that they're cleaning out their? Uh, is there going to be fines associated with it if you don't clean out your chicken coop? Well, the, the, our Metro Municipal Licensing and Standards folks are working on that right now, um, mm-hmm. and so they're going to be putting forward what the regime is. Uh, but we already had in the motion itself to make sure that they're good, this is a contained experiment, mm-hmm. uh, that if your chicken is off your property, that it is considered on the loose at large and mm-hmm. can be confiscated from you. So if that happens, that it actually ju- flies over the fence and goes into your property that will be to the owner's bad and that that chicken frankly can be confiscated how do you know it's the chicken will each chicken have a tag because couldn't somebody say well that's not my chicken i don't know what the chicken well then the chicken will be taken away basically you'll lose that you'll lose that but then they could replace it with another chicken oh i suppose Uh, you can you can imagine all kinds of doom doomsday scenarios, sure. what I think will be the dominant practice will be people will learn how to take care of them. They will buy 
of fencing and create fenced-off areas, including running areas for them. So they mm-hmm. won't be cooped up like those factory chickens that produce our eggs right now. Sure. Uh, they will be, uh, frankly, free-range eggs, but within contained environments. That's the best practice. You don't just l- allow them to go anywhere. You have them f- in a fenced area, and that also protects them from, uh, from species like raccoons. Okay. So the, 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 that's, that's what's going to be put out there. 90% of people, 95% of people, just like 95% of pet owners of dogs and cats are great uh, dog and cat owners. And you can't judge the whole class no, by the by, few uh, bad sure. apples. And that's the truth. But I want to just bring up something. This goes for three years, correct? The pilot project? Three years. Okay, so 18, 18 months. months. It starts years. at the end of October, is that right? Well, it's when the bylaw, when the sorry, when the protocols and the regulations will come forward. So yep. I imagine sometime over the winter for next spring. Okay, for next spring we'll start it off. Okay, you brought up the winter and you brought up cats and dogs. Uh, people aren't allowed to leave their dogs out all winter. What about these chickens? Has anybody ever thought about the idea of like where these chickens live in the winter? Because uh, it's a pretty cold climate we're living in, and chickens need to be in some sort of sheltered area, and it needs to be well ventilated. It needs to be heated. Yep. What are the thoughts on the winter? Have we tackled that yet? Well, you have to you have to figure you have to figure that out as a, as an owner of hens, and there are there's everything from there's a company that actually has rented chicken that you rented starting in April and you give it back to the farmer in November. Have heard of them? Uh, We've had them call the show, and they're fantastic. Yeah, so that's one option. Okay. Another option, if they are in your garage, that you have that section of the garage partially heated. Or if they're outside, that you create a kind of coop that uh, also can be heated. But you absolutely, you're absolutely right, from my knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, which is growing, but it's not uh, complete yet. Uh, it will require you to, um, you, you cannot have chickens out in the winter. They'll basically freeze to death. Yeah. Well, Joe, you know what? Listen, I know I've been hard on you, but you can come on here and you can tell us all the, the positives, which we look forward to. But I, my job is to ask the questions that people listening in their cars would want to know or at their office would want to know. You know, so I play the devil's advocate in this situation i appreciate you uh, being a good sport about it though great thank you kelly no i appreciate the opportunity to explain what sometimes uh, people might think is a bit weird mm-hmm. but when you think that so many cities have done it we are not we are not breaking any pathway here we're basically following suit to whatever what, what is already common practices practice in so many places in canada and the world and we'll give it a try and see how it works joe are you gonna have a couple of chickens in your backyard you're in the I'm right ward. I'm looking forward to it. I, I have, a, I have a grandchildren, uh-huh. and it's going to be one of the ways that I will kind of seduce them over to come to Grandpa's to hang out with the chickens. You know what else works? Sugar. What else? Candy. Sugar, yeah. <laughs> it's a little easier to get a hold of. But listen, Joe, have a yeah. great uh, afternoon. I appreciate your time. Great. Thank you, Kelly. Cheers.